We are recording. Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and as a podcast over all of the major channels. And each week I get to sit with an inspiring person and listen to them tell their story and share it with all of you. This week is no different. I'm uh, very happy to be joined by Ben Daltus. Welcome, Ben. Hey, Craig. Nice to see you. Keep those refreshments going. I'll give Ben the customary uh, introduction. Ben's a uh, first and foremost a father of four, four girls, uh, and um, has a really interesting uh, history of entrepreneurship, a serial entrepreneur, founded his first business, an executive search firm or headhunter called SJ, SJB Group when he was just 21 years old uh, and built that business up over a 10-year period, acquiring companies along the way and sold it ultimately to the Manpower Group in 2013 at the tender age of 31. Uh, stayed on and, and helped Manpower lead the business into, uh, into further strength. And in 2018, Ben founded or co-founded PCB Partners, uh, which is a, uh, provide buy and sell services around uh, companies uh, wanting to uh, purchase other companies, so merger and acquisition uh, type service focusing specifically uh, on the technology sector, so digital transformation type plays. Ben has an advisory role through his investment for several startups, and he's the chair of the business launch group at the Prince's Trust, which is one of the Royal Trusts. Uh, what a, a, a fantastically impressive history in such a short period, Ben. Uh, congratulations on that. Really interested to know, let's start with what led you into entrepreneurship when you were just 21 years old? Yeah, sure. So I think it's probably worth just going back to the early days. So growing up, I came from a, a very comfortable, um, could have called it privileged, um, family life. Uh, father had a successful business. We are in good shape. Had, you know, all the trimmings and trappings that come with that. But in the late 80s, my father's business had uh, some distress and subsequently um, it hit bankruptcy. So... Um, Times changed at that point, and I was the tender age of maybe eight, nine. So uh, it definitely kind of shaped me and my character uh, into the individual I am today. Um, and, and I think from that point on, it, it almost became innate in my DNA that I was determined to find financial security and, and find it relatively quick. So I, um, they worked seven days a week to put me through private school. Um, I made a number of sacrifices, but despite their best efforts, I left school at 16 um, and couldn't find a job and uh, found myself in a tele telephone sales environment, uh, which was my first exposure to picking up the phone, uh, creating trust with people on the phone at multiple levels in a, in a big corporate. And that's what led me into wanting to go into the world of appointments, placements and brokering. Um, so I guess my desire comes from my childhood, really. Well, to, and, and to make a move from telesales into starting your own business is not a subtle move, right? That's a giant leap. What, what gave you the, the bug for entrepreneurship? What's, um, what inspired you to get risk? Because it's a big risk, right? Yeah, so, so I went from, just to be clear, I went from telesales to a niche boutique search firm. And um, that, that gave me a real feel and sense for the size of the prize. Um, I was living at home at the time. Um, and although I was in great shape um, and doing really quite well, um, I felt that there was certain 
parts of the trade, certain gaps that I could fill if I did it myself and built the right team. And the key to my success with, with that, the early period of, of my first company was the team I built around me. I had lots of grey hair, lots of gravitas. I mean, I was a, a wee boy, so uh, I didn't see a client for the first few years. It was a, a very challenging but uh, a high, highly energised time in my life. So, sounds wonderful. So you're embarking on this new business, uh, building a team around you, and any entrepreneur watching us will understand the jeopardy of this. Uh, what, what's the biggest risk, looking back, what's the biggest risk you took? Yeah, I think, um, so if we fast forward to 2010, so seven years post-inception, I acquired a healthcare um, business from, from Aswell's Atos Origin, uh, Atos today. And that was a very left-field move looking back. You know, I couldn't spell medical. You know, we were technology, digital transformation, management consulting. Um, and that kind of doubles the size of our business. That was about 45, 50 FTEs. And we had a really tough, tough time in the first six months with the integration um, hearts and minds with the people that we inherited. So for me, that was that kept me up at night for a long time. It was a big check I had to write up personally. Um, but thankfully, I brought in the right people and we, we all started to have, have a real harmonious environment. And we all fell in love with each other, both both businesses. But uh, looking back, that was definitely my bold, boldest and, and scariest uh, risk um, at that point. Sounds like a bit the farm move. Was there ever a time uh, during your period at SJB or subsequently that you thought you'd fail? Um, I definitely had a time where I was mourning. So I had a, um, a relatively large offer for the firm 2011 um, by a, a mid-sized trade organisation. And, and um, I kind of went all the way down the road, signed head to term, and then out of character, I declined. Um, and I was definitely mourning for that period of time. And that tested my character. And it's a people's business, right? So, the you know, I, I was strong and still am at mentoring, leading, coaching. And, and the, the team could feel that I was glass half empty. So I think that was the most testing time. We didn't have our best year either. Um, but it was never close to, um, close to hitting the wall. No, never close to hitting the wall. Well, ultimately, you did take an offer. That was in 2013. You were 31 at yeah. the time. And obviously, it was a good offer and at least satisfactory from your point of view. But nevertheless, sure. it's always a big decision, isn't it? This is your yeah. baby. You've built it up over 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you poured your life, uh, your early life into it. What was going through your mind when you, uh, when you decided to accept that offer? Was that a difficult decision? That was very, very tough. Um, I had to buy my wife a present at the end because she put up with a lot of, of my unhealthy level of paranoia and anxiety at the time. Um, yeah, it's that pull on the, the emotion of, um, of letting go of, of what I built. Um, there was a lot of private equity interest uh, as well as trade. Um, and that's where I met my partner of today, Tim Farrisman. Um ran Lloyd's Development Capital at that time, the, the, P, the PE mid-market out of, of Lloyd's Banking Group. And um, I was very close to going with Tim because of his personality and character. Um, but the offer of manpower, the interlock of, you know, we had an executive search business, board-level appointment, interlocking that with their um, their kit bag of offerings was very appealing. And um, 
I have to say, you know, looking back, it, it was a wonderful post journey, which is why I stayed there for a lot longer than my than my earner, excuse me. So but that was that was a tough, a tough call. We were in great shape. The business continued to grow, it still does today, I believe. So um, it was the right decision for me, uh, but it was very testing for sure. Was relinquishing control a relief uh, or was it a loss? Um, sorry, was it a relief or a or not? Or, or something you grieved for, something you really missed after? after uh, yeah. I, I, so during my earnout period, um, it still very much felt like mine and they empowered me and they gave me a seat on their board in the UK. Um, so I kind of ran it as I always did. Um, but post the, the earnout, I think I felt, um, I, I felt slightly lost, you know, when, when you've run your own business for that period of time. Um, and although they, they were great, you know, they left it independent, the brand image stayed, it still stayed, you know, still is there today. Um, you know, underlying wasn't mine. So that was, um, I wasn't depressed, but I definitely we were trying to find my purpose in 2016-17. And that purpose uh, obviously came along in 2018 as, uh, yeah. as the co-founder of PCB Partners. And I think with the same gentleman that you came across earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tim, um, Tim patted me on the back when I took the Manpower deal, despite me not going with Lloyd's Fund Capital. He was a real gentleman. Became a bit of a mentor of mine and... Um, you know, similar relationship I had in my original business with a guy called Chris, Chris Pickford. Hey, oh, Kelly! Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's great. Oh, 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 I tell you that's staying in. That's not that's not that, that's not getting edited out, Ben. That's the that's the beauty and wonderful thing about uh, YouTube and the rawness and, and, oh, and sure. reality, being a family guy as well as a. Uh, it's this a time, right? It's the time. This is the time they uh, they're they're off school, right? And uh, desperate craving for uh, for their daddy, but and their mummy. But I, I'm saying um, they distracted me. We were at the point of. Um, what about Tim? You, you yeah, yeah. So yeah. I draw a parallel between. Chris, who was yeah. my original partner in SJB, again, sort of 20 years further stage of his career than me, as is Tim uh, today. Um, and I went to Tim, so he'd been in private equity all his life, an iconic figure in the UK. He was the chairman of BVCA. Um, so I said to him, look, do you think there's a gap in the market for buy-side advisory where we work hand-in-glove with large corporates and digital transformation helping them identify off-market assets to complement their inorganic uh, strategies. And uh, he thought it was a great idea because typically, you know, corporate finance investment banks will bring assets to, to these companies, but we wanted to bring a different feel to that world, playing on my background and my empathy uh, and Tim's experience in private equity. So, yeah, Tim and I set it up um, beginning of 18 and 
yeah, we're two, two and a half years in now. And uh, growing, growing strongly. I know it's a successful, yes. successful business already. Off-market yeah. assets. So these are typically private businesses that are not for sale. Um, you know, very similar. I can see the parallels to executive search. That you know, where you're, you're really going after off-market assets. In this case, people. Yeah, right? that's right. It's very much seduction. We call it the seduction process. So it's articulating our client's story and value proposition, what life could be like in a larger corporation. And of course, I can play on my experience selling to a large American multi-billion dollar listed company as well. So that, that helps. Um, but yeah, these businesses haven't even thought about a liquidity event. So they're, they're, they're skeptical at first um, and it's a journey. Um, and we've, we've built a strong team. We've built a strong team. Um, there's, uh, there's some real heavyweights in, in our stable now. And uh, it's early days, but we're, we're in good shape. Well, I know some of the, the team, and uh, I, I definitely agree that it's a strong team. It's a very good team. So if, if, uh, if I'm watching this, I'm running a business, and I'm thinking, hmm, that, that's interesting. I, I'd quite like to use this period that we're in, this very unusual period, to sure. maybe acquire some companies to make some investments. Um, mm -hmm. How do they get hold of you? Is it just through the, uh, through the website? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, they, they, they find us on all the normal platforms. Um, just hired a great uh, individual from the PR world who started his own firm. Uh, he's come on board as an advisor, so he's helping us with all the PR push. Um, but in terms of our um, contacts, yeah, uh, PCB Partners is, is the business name. Um, and it's an interesting time, right? There's a lot of distressed assets. They're not the firms we represent, to be clear. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've, had a lot of, we've had a lot of conversations in this period because of Skype and Zoom and Teams and so on. So it's... Uh, it's been an intense period, but one we've enjoyed. Absolutely. I'll put the links below so you can look them up um, if, if you scroll down. Let's talk about, change gears, and talk about your work with the Prince's Trust. Yeah. Can you describe uh, for us what the business launch group is and, and how you fell yes. into the Prince's Trust? Yeah, so I'll start by telling you what, what the launch group is. It's effectively a softer version of Dragon's Den. Um, so I chair a, a panel with other... Um, uh, individuals that have got, you know, come from different walks of life, um, successful entrepreneurs, big corporate people. Um, and our remit is to vet and validate on behalf of the trust the, the business plans of young entrepreneurs uh, that are looking for either funding or a business mentor. Um, so I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've been there for about three and a half years. Um, the, the way I got to the trust is, I recruited for them in my old world and when I had more time on my hands um, in kind of 2016-17 I wrote to uh, the CEO to let her know that uh, I had time and would love to um, assist um, and yeah it's been a, a great journey you know you have highs and lows you see all, all different sorts of folk um, I saw one real special star that we backed he had a digital marketing business uh, and I was his business mentor um, but I felt he needed more um, structure and more of a rigid agenda. So uh, we actually employed him in PCB about uh, seven, eight months ago. So uh, he's doing great. So so that's been lovely. But um, yeah, Prince Trust, great organization and it's evolving. And the launch group is a great vehicle for, for young entrepreneurs that, that want to start their, their own business. Well, they do amazing work and it's a, it's a great segue into my final question to you. So if 
I imagine there's some aspiring entrepreneurs, there's probably some school leavers unceremoniously ejected from the school system in the yeah. throes of COVID, uh, yeah. and others who are maybe at a mid-career pivot. Any advice you'd offer them? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cliche, but I think passion is everything. Um, and if you have a true love for something in the commercial world, go get it. Um, and I think the younger you are, the better. You don't have as much to lose. And I think that experience of trying to set your own firm up, despite how old you are, uh, that's almost a degree platform, we used to call it, right? So people used to rock up to us, and they still do today, and they're 20 years of age. And they've had two years trying their own business, but it failed. You know, we saw that as strong as a degree in many respects. So um, I think my guidance is, you know, glass half full. Uh, be bold and and go for it. And, and if you fail, then, then so be it. Be bold and go for it. And if you fail, so be it. I love that. Ben Daltus, you're an inspiration. Thank you Thanks, and your four beautiful daughters for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much. Loved it. Thanks, Greg.